0: Welcome to the board in Podcast. And now with your hosts, Uncle Tuck and G-Jones. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, okay. Evolution of a Butterfly's Truth. How did that name come about?
1: You know, um, I wanted something that was, I guess, catching to the ear.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: I didn't want it to be plain because that's just not not me anyway. And so the way that... I was looking at life it's like this constant evolution and I see myself as a butterfly that's you know at first you're this caterpillar and then you know you go through things and you start to have this metamorphosis right mm-hmm. and so I'm like okay evolution of a butterfly that's me truth because everything in this book is either mostly my truth or someone else's that I still spun where it's really relatable so once, you know, I know it's like a mouthful <laughs> to say, but beyond that, I'm like, no, that's, that's perfect. And it's not, you know, I'm not changing it.
0: Yeah. Because it looks like, um, when I went to your site and checked it out and everything, it's a book of poetry. Yeah. And everything. Mm-hmm. So, so G, you could definitely relate to that. Cause G also has a book of poetry where he shares, you oh, know, some feelings okay. and stuff like that. So, G, I'm gonna rely on you to go heavy on questions and everything, because I know this is your background. This is your forte.
3: That's a listen, I appreciate it. I was thinking myself, I already had them on deck. So, okay. <laughs> I just didn't get to write them. But uh with that said, what got you what got you into into poetry?
1: Man, so I've been writing since I was 14, and I've always loved words. And so I wanna say. Oh my goodness. The first time I thought I was going to do a freestyle, that's how this started. And I realized I'm not a rapper. And so, um, but I still like rhyming words, but this is how this started. Um, and actually it was to that A Z song with um Monifa, like that beat, and I'm like, anyway, I'm not gonna go into it. So anyway. Oh, we want you um, to go into it. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah, go into <laughs> it. Little,
2: little Sugar Hill. It's no, so lovely. It was about- <laughs>
1: was about this little boy at the pool that wasn't giving me any play and i wrote a a rap about him anywho uh, so i bet you tore um, him
3: up in that to bars listen tore him up probably
1: yeah well oh my goodness it's like um something about this name that i won't say uh, nope i'm not even gonna try it it's fine so anyway that was i was 14 and then, you know, any little boyfriend I had past then, I would just write them something. But um, I really got into it at University, uh, University of Delaware. And so they started to have this, I don't know, this event called Stimulating Prose, Idea, and Theories. And so it, you know, the acronym was SPIT. And so I decided with my shy self that I'm gonna go up here and just do, you know, this poem that I'm gonna try to remember. So that was maybe 2001, and then I just caught the bug. Um, From there, I kind of let it go for a little bit, but still would just write things privately. And then after that, about 2006 or so, I started to um, perform in Philly. And then since then, it's just been, you know, different venues, you know, Warm Daddies, the Arts Garage, you know, either featuring, hosting, um, also here in Delaware, of course. And, you know, from there, I just jumped off.
0: Yeah, because I first came to hear your poetry at um, Aziza's show. I think she brought you up on stage at the Queen. And I was like, yeah. I said, oh, I know her. I, th- I, th- I think we're Facebook, uh, uh, Instagram friends. And you uh-huh. was up there and you were reading from your book. And I was like, wow, she is dope. You know, I'm sitting there with, you know, my girl and her whole little cigar bar crew that you mm-hmm. always pass us and everything. We were sitting there yep. and it was like, yo, this this woman is dope. Like, you were hitting, you were hitting sure. gem to me in Delaware. I, I had, I mean, honestly, I seen you and we became friends on social mm-hmm. media, but. You know, I didn't know that you were that deep and everything, as far as in poetry, I just, you just always appeared to me to be an artsy artsy kind of lady. Like I thought maybe you were more <laughs> of a, a painter or something like that, but to see you on stage oh, man, and, I and, and you was rocking that I was like, wow. Like you, you, you really had us captive because I mean, Aziza was putting on a hell of a show, but when she gave you that lane, you, you you took the baton and ran with it. And it was, it was beautiful.
1: It was so fun. Yeah, that was a fun day. So, um, another musician who enjoys my writing, let me know that Aziza was looking for someone to kind of just fill in and do, you know, some poetry. And I'm used to doing like, I guess I call it like a mashup. Because I've worked with Best Kept Soul like a few times since like like the last like 10 years. Uh-huh. And so I'm used to doing it with uh with Miss Ann Latrice. And I'm like, you know what? If you have this song, I have plenty of poetry that can kind of weave itself into the music. And so, you know, after one practice basically, that was it. And it just, it just flowed. But yeah, stuff like that is is so fun.
0: Yo, G, she, she is like your female counterpart cause that's, that's how you be getting down like, oh, let me hear it. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We, we ready. We can, we can hit the stage Which is, I'm ready. I'm ready.
3: That's a fact. It made me wonder. So like for your written work, like when you write versus when you perform, do you feel like there's a difference in how you actually go about that process?
1: Hmm. You know, let me think about this. So. Let's say maybe at first I was trying to, I almost wrote for the audience and then I decided that that's not going to work. Um, I write for myself and if the audience picks up on it, then it's absolutely for them. And so now I just write exactly how I feel and that has been, you know, that's just a better lane for me because I'm talking real stuff, you know, in the first place. Now, when I'm performing, yeah, there might be certain lines that I hit a certain way, but when I'm writing it, I'm saying it out loud, too, to see if there has a certain rhythm or a cadence or something like that. So I would say they kind of go hand in hand.
2: What do do you enjoy doing more, writing or performing?
1: I'd say performing because at least... This stuff is just not spinning, you know, up here. And I can actually give it, I get to give it to someone else. Um, Mm. But it's nerve wracking also because I'm actually more introverted than I am an extrovert. But then when I hit the stage, there's like this, you know, like Beyonce has her, Sasha Fierce, that's fine. I don't know who you want to call my alter ego, but when I hit the stage, it's a whole other, it's like me squared. And so I would say it's just accesses different parts of me, but I think without enjoying the writing, the performing wouldn't be fun at all.
2: Take it. I think it
3: so that makes me curious, right? As you go through that, did you always know you know you'd be an author? Like like once you started writing, you're like, okay, listen, I'm gonna put a book together. Mm-hmm. Or did it like how did that journey happen?
1: Yeah, so I want to say maybe 15 years ago, um, you know, other poets that I had come across, they kept saying, you should publish, you should publish. And then I performed somewhere here in Delaware. It used to be called Film Brothers. I, I think it's a different, I don't know, it, like it's not that name anymore. But either way, there was a publisher around here that came up to me after I got done performing and said that same thing. And so, you know, I spun this around. And I take forever to do a lot of things. So, you know, this was even eight years ago. (laughs) But that's when the seed was planted that maybe this could be put, you know, into this instead of it being in my phone or on like some makeshift book that I'm just trying to pull together at Staples. And so um, I (laughs) think I want to say maybe about... I mean, they they did a good job for what I asked them for. <laughs>
3: That's a fact. Like, they understood the assignment.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They they got it. They got it right. But I okay. mean, it just, oh man, yeah. I'll tell that story another another time of how I had to put these pages in a. It was just not. It, it wasn't bound like this, and so I, I won't do it again. But um, I would say in my mind, <laughs> I was aspiring to be an author for at least eight years. And so I would just keep housing all of my pieces and I would organize every now and then, but then, you know, it just kind of aligned where two years ago needed to be that time.
3: When you know, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, how did you go about
0: selecting the entries for the, uh, the book? Cause like, if, if you're anything like Jarrell you probably have tons and tons of poems and stuff like some that may never see the light of day until the universe Mm -hmm. call you home and then one your ancestors would be like oh let (laughs) me look this out and everything (laughs) you know you guys probably have like the prince vault of poetry and stuff like just things that that you wrote and you was like all right i'm not feeling this at the time but then you go back and you'd be like wow okay i can i can work with this now how did you go Mm -hmm. about selecting those entries for the book though
1: It's so hard. Um, The way I equate it is, again, I'm not a rapper or, you know, a a singer, but it's like when you're trying to drop your first album and you have years and years of like footage and just stuff. And you're so excited for that first project. And so you want to put all of it in because you feel like it needs to be given right now. And so I had to get over that because I didn't want a 300 page book. I wanted, you know, in the one hundred, and I I knew like I know I'm writing another one. It's happening now, and so um, it was wild. I mean, my living room had all the papers everywhere, and I'm trying to put them into categories for my chapters. And so I had all kinds of post its and sticky notes for like what subject it is, and um, it just began to come together. And then, Lord, putting it in the order also was a process but it was it was fun it's just you know you're trying to show to the world what is in your mind in a certain way mm-hmm. and trying to figure out the best way that's going to be received that's a process and then yeah it, it came it came together but it it was it was definitely a, a journey but it i guess The way I look at it is that because I know that I'm going to have more than one book, there's time and there's time to put things in another way. And, you know, snippets I'm even writing and posting now, I know that they're going in my next book. So you just realize that this one thing doesn't have to be the end of it.
0: Hey, how familiar is that workflow?
3: so it's 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 amazing to me cuz it's exactly what i went through like 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 the exact like it's it's interesting to hear it come from somebody else's mouth but like the mm-hmm. the process of saying listen all right i'm writing all of these and then saying no that's going to be too much all right make it volumes cuz if you can make it volumes and i can split mm-hmm. it up into different entities and then now all right well which one's going to go into this one but well, now I only want to tell this portion mm-hmm. Of, of this message, but you don't want to disrupt the integrity of the message as well, like, and even to the point in which when you said um, it's like, it's you know, it's just because of my passion and love for music, that same entity of knowing what I, what I respect an album to be, right, and looking at a book to be the same way when it's full of poems, like, this is what I want you to feel when you move through it, like, how's it flow, you yes. know, because the organization of it, it, it feels so important when you're telling your own story. Um.
1: What did that said, how'd you know when it was done? Man, um, the way that I put the chapters together, I actually call them books. So book one is about spirituality. And so the way I decided to organize it is that it's like my take on spirituality. So I start off with kind of a prayer and then it goes through, you know, being mad at God about a few things and you know whatever else. And so that's how I approached each each chapter and I asked myself in each, you know, subject matter, does this say all I need to say about this thing? And once the answer was yes, I was like that's it. So, you know, people that know me personally know that I am a person that loves love. And so my biggest chapter is the love chapter. It's like 40 pages on its own. And that's because there's so much to say about it. And that was hard to cut things out of it. But um, because the last chapter is about like grief and like resilience and all of that, um, I knew it was done based on the last poem. And I was like, no, this is it. And so um, you know how things just happen. Like you don't know that it's done, but like, you get told that it's done and you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's it. So like, that's kind of how I just kind of live life. Like, oh, this is happening now.
2: Now,
0: is there something that you have in your book that like, you almost didn't put in there because it really hits a nerve (laughs) with you? Like, like, like you sound like you're really into like love and you know, relationships and things of that sort, I know it's got to be something in there Mm -hmm. like you were just kind of on the fence of putting it in there.
1: All righty then. So we're doing this. So my whole sensuality chapter, I was like, (laughs) um, mm. so my mom will appreciate this. Um, I had her come over (laughs) one day and I just showed, (laughs) I showed her one of my poems and meanwhile and i'm like 36 at the time meanwhile i'm sitting there looking like and i'm like so just tell me what you think about it now it's so quiet while she's reading i'm watching her facial expressions i'm just like i know i'm getting a beaten. it's over it's over mm-hmm. for me like she's going to put me over her knee and so at the end she was just like you know i like it yeah you're definitely you know my child and i was like mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I guess that's a good thing, right? And so she appreciated it, but I'm talking about some grown subjects in that chapter. So I would say every single one <laughs> in that, but I put it in the middle, right? So you can't just page through the front and be like, you know, like, oh, spirituality In the back is resilience. But that middle part after love, mm. yeah, it's uh It gets classy, it goes there. But it goes there and there's one see i wish you had the book in front of you but there's one called the great orators hey and it talks about oral <laughs> <laughs> i won't even yeah oh, 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 oh. like about kind about of oration, blushing already right? mm. that's it listen it does <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah it talks about linguistics right i Gotta think get the i lingo. mentioned
2: that oh, all right
1: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i mean i i know how to put it a certain way but yeah um my 80 plus year old grandmother i talked to her about it and was just like look here nana i almost taped over that whole entire chapter cuz i just didn't want you to see me that way she was like oh baby you're grown i'm like all right so i have support and that's what made me say you know what i'm going for this like, if that I'm support do it, means I'm a lot it.
0: that support definitely means yeah. a lot especially coming from people that you mm-hmm. love and you look up to like your mom and then your nana like that's all the that's all the backing you need. Everybody else is just some additional bonus that supports.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know and I was like, well, I mean, my nana had six kids, my mom had four kids, so I, I know y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's
3: a fact. <laughs> so, that's a fact. Oh uh, well. They, right. Listen, they, they know what they they know how to handle that. Okay. Don't 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 think that you know that they ain't been through it before you've been through it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a
2: couple exactly. times they, they knew what it
3: was like. Now what's the and I will say. Well, and, uh, real quick, and I will say just as a, as an author as well, you also know when you go to those places that feel edgy for you, it's also knowing how creative and clever you are that helps it too, right? Because sometimes you write oh, stuff yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah, but you know, like it's just, it just feels so yep. clever as you wrote it that you're like, mm-hmm. I kind of got to keep it though. The world needs to read this.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. They need to know. Yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah. said what I said and it's sticking. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's a fact.
0: Now, what about the feedback mm-hmm. from like, your friends or some of your peers that have came across and purchased and got a copy of the book. Do they look at you like, mm, mm-hmm.
2: girl? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what well, do you mean about the sensuality chapter or just like as a Is whole? just
0: any part, any part of the book that may res- resonate with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the general consensus, well, I guess I'll say a few things. So first they do feel like it was like well-written and really, really personal and it touched them, like really, you know, like really got to the heart of things. So that Uh felt really good because that was my first, um, my first goal was like, I want you to feel this. Like, this is not just me talking, this is me trying to let you know that you're not alone in the things that you're thinking, because I'm gonna say them in a way where now you know that we can relate. So a lot of that was, um, you know, definitely expressed. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and I would say, I mean, if you know me personally, you're not gonna be surprised at the things in the book, even, you know, that suggestive chapter. But um, I even had one friend say, you know, I didn't know that you were that smart. And I'm like, I don't know how to take that, but I guess (laughs) maybe because like the words, (laughs) not like it was, it, it came across like sweet, like, dang, I didn't know you knew how to, and there's certain words in there where, you know, one of my friends was like, I might need a, need a thesaurus. Hmm. Um, but that's that's actually fine with me because, you know, it does show that, you know, in my real life, I am a psychology instructor. I work in mental health. Like, I guess I just know a lot of words. And so I think it was really w- well received because it's real. And that's the that was like one of my first goals also with it being relatable.
0: But you know, as being a creative, we all get hit with that question every now and then like, yo, I didn't know you was that dope, or I didn't know you was that deep, but this and that. And we're like, okay, I guess you really don't know me, or you really haven't been paying yeah. attention. Or
3: mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I didn't know you was that illiterate. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> <Right>. know. Okay.
1: <laughs> <Right>. so- <laughs> you speak so well. You're so well spoken. Right. Right. You. You're like, oh, okay, then.
0: But you know what? My apologies. Let me double back on something because I was so anxious to get into the book. Tell us about you. You know, you you, you gave us a little bit of insight, you know, everything. Um, I know you, mm-hmm. you went to college for psychology and everything. Just tell us who LaShawn is.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Me as an individual. Um, Yeah, I mean, I work in mental health. I am a mother of a six-year-old. Um son, I have a son. Uh, let's see. I am forever a basketball player, like ball is life and Mm. it never stops. So that's my first love before poetry. It was ball, then poetry. And then, you know, whomever's sons who came across and tried to, you know, get my attention. But anyway, um,
0: Now, now it's something, it's something you forgetting. It's something you forgetting. Cause you know, I read your bio. I want to hear about this closet DJ stuff.
1: Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. The
2: are still.
1: Yeah. The okay. Twos. Let's get it. <laughs> well, see, <laughs> yeah, you know, so I'm a sucker for good harmonies, but also like, I love this game of like, who sampled this and finding the original and then seeing like, what part did they take out? And so I actually make playlists, you know, as I guess like a passion or a hobby. And sometimes I'll quiz people and be like, "Can you hear what this sample is?" And then I'll get all, you know, I guess, happy if they can't figure it out because I already did. And it's, you know, it's this whole thing. But yeah, I love, love, love music.
2: Well, um, LJ,
0: and so I can tell I think you that. LJ, I can tell ahead. you this: you got Kendra Spirit and Jorel. <laughs> <laughs> you got a kindred spirit, and that brother That's right there.
1: Up. I love it because
0: yeah. that brother will sit down with you and talk music, poetry, over some some something to drink. Uh, you know, just nice atmosphere. Your yeah. kindred spirit right there. I mean, I'm gonna go ahead, and shut my so, camera off, let wait, y'all do this.
3: Wait, but here's so, <laughs> okay. so here's what's funny about here's what's funny about you saying that. So, right as a trainer, when I train classes, I play music on the playlist. I would go mm. through a YouTube playlist. I would purposefully play like. Like, cause I didn't play like hip hop as like music during the class. I played like R&B and stuff. And, but I was w- weary about some of that, like hip hop wise. But I would play original samples mm-hmm. from the beats. Like, so I might play a little Roy Ayers. And so I wouldn't play Crush on You. Yes. And then, and then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then and, but it, So instead I'm going to play the original in the class. they're like, what? Wait, what's this? Is this it? Yeah, you don't know that. Waiting this for one, is
2: this C's. the C's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. And then they right. like, wait, this is where the original Like, where Lil Kim at. Like, like, no, no. <laughs>
3: Ah, right. So yeah, I'm. I'm. Oh man, I I I love finding the the roots of the the music and whatnot. So I'm with you.
1: Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I gotta love that. You just see how it's recycled, but then if you get into the producing, you can see if they added bass to something or if they like just let it really stay authentic to the song. And I actually like that. Like you know, one of the songs that Jay Z has on the American Gangster album um he uses this Marvin Gay part to it now, the song of his is called american Dreaming
3: American Dreaming but... that's a fact, yep,
1: <laughs> right. So when you play those two together, you can hear that he basically didn't touch it, and I like that because you're paying homage to Marvin by bas- you're not manipulating that beat so much,
3: so nah. it took me forever to gain an appreciation <laughs> for that because like that thing is a thing that Kanye does is a thing that did he, he made half his career off of not touching the sample like it was like like he
2: mm-hmm, didn't he, mm-hmm. he,
3: he just he took that and he just let it play and it was like all right and for a long time i used to look at him and be like so you really this man just made millions and he ain't do nothing he just hit play and then <laughs> as i get older i start to understand how this current generation doesn't do research so it's far mm-hmm. more important that you let it play sometimes because they're not gonna look for the stems. They ain't gonna look to see, oh wait, did you know that that, that one element was there? He really cut that beat up. Like I used to be right. like, wow, you see how he how he hit how I like how, mm-hmm. they, how they they could hide it. But now make it blatant because they, they ain't gonna look it up. So you might as well make sure that return of the Mac can <laughs> they can hear return of the Mac because they ain't going they don't even mm-hmm. know Mark Morrison now. So you gotta <laughs>
1: <laughs> Exactly.
3: So yeah, it's, it's 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 crazy. So that's.
0: Yeah. And I just want y'all too to know, I didn't plan this. I I, I mean, honestly, just just this, 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 this whole thing is
1: that like wow. Is, yeah.
0: Cause, you just uh, you
1: just watching watching this play out,
0: right? cause, cause LJ, if you notice g's whole body language changed once you started hitting points that he was what he was like
3: yeah. <laughs> no. because, yes. because i can just identify so much with 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 all with every, every all of it because just and even to the point in which when you say so me and tuck get into these conversations all the time because of how i hear music right i listen to music for two different mm. things sometimes i'm listening for lyrics sometimes i'm listening for harmonies so, which is why I can understand mm-hmm. a lot of today's music and why it works is because a, a lot of these people don't pay attention to bars as much as they pay attention to harmonies right and if that's what they right. live with, that's how you get a future a like a lot of that southern music that that's come to the forefront lives in a harmony speech space it doesn't live in a in a in a lyrical space, which is fine because mm-hmm. there's an art to that as well, you know, and something you said ab- yeah. about your book previously is. Um, you know, you want to make people feel it, which is that's what art is about to me. It's always about making people feel something. If 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 yes. you want to know what bad art is, say something that makes nobody feel anything. If nobody has an opinion, then <laughs> right. then you then, then you're not a good artist, okay? Like because they didn't. That's you know that, that's what inspires. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. who are your favorite artists?
1: So. I I'm not going to date myself. Um I always told my parents I think that my birth year is actually 10 years later than what it really should be. And so um but my favorite artists like of all time would be like Stevie, um Donny, Marvin. I have a, like, I have a whole record player. I'm looking at it right now like Nina Simone, like just um I like I like old school like soul, R&B, funk. Um Curtis Mayfield, like just, you know, I really am an old soul. I know that I've been here before. And so, um, you know, maybe in a previous life, I actually saw them in concert, which is why I I feel them so much now. But either way, like those are my old school artists. Um, And so, you know, in the early 2000s, when, you know, the neo soul movement hit, I was like right in there. So of course, you know, like Erica and music and, Jill, I mean, I've seen all of them in concert. Floetry, when Floetry came out, you know I was sold because obviously it's it's like what I want to do, you know, is like mash up and have someone that can sing as I do poetry. So anyway, all of them. And then, you know, lately it would be like a Her, Daniel Caesar, mm. um, Snow Allegra. I still do listen to rap. I know I'm not naming any rappers, but I definitely have, you know, playlist that is just like all hip-hop you know j cole to live you know most death like that kind of thing so um because i love music so much i can never pick a favorite i can just name like 10 of each <laughs> genre and be like you know what let's just figure it out
0: and you talking about not dating yourself when you was going through your soul list i'm like damn yeah i seen him perform got to see him perform <laughs> before he died i saw them perform mm-hmm. twice and i'm sitting here like
2: damn mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm like, like ain't <laughs> nothing wrong like, yeah.
0: with it though. that's art. I, I've been blessed to see Stevie one or twice. I do want to see him now as an older mm-hmm. person. Cause I saw him twice when I was in my twenties, and I loved the music. But I've grown to appreciate it more because when I started out as a DJ, I was just known for like playing hits, and you know, I was mm-hmm. more of a, a battle DJ. It wasn't until. Mm you know, the nineties, when I started doing some light intern work at rough house and started getting exposed to the backside of music that I started paying attention and stuff. And it's funny that mm. you mentioned, cause like the neo soul movement, a lot of us that went to college in the early nineties, we saw that develop. We saw it. Like uh, I remember when mm-hmm. Marsha and Natalie first got to the States and we saw them at Black yeah. Lily's and was like, wow,
2: mm. these girls are dope. Mm-hmm. I said,
0: well, you know, we were comparing on to Moni Love, you know, because Love was the only UK uh-huh. person that we knew here and stuff. Mm. But then when they showed <laughs> right. up, it was like, damn, and then, you know, it was anytime you could see Jazzy, Fat, Nasties, you could see Jaguar right mm. before, you know, she, you know, fell off the short bus. Nope, um, don't do that. Please. Nope.
1: <laughs> edit, edit point. <laughs> disrespectful, disrespectful.
0: Uh, Jill Scott, like actually, Jill Scott's uh, first husband. We went to we went to school together and everything. You know, he mm. he was a good people, mm-hmm. good people and stuff. So to see all that and it's like you sitting there running it down. I'm like, damn, I remember all of that. I remember the green room, mm-hmm. the green room. Mm. He was, mm. Some of the best conversations came out with the green room. But but I'm not hogging up your interview. It's just some of the names no. you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. I was like,
3: damn. Okay, right. I got inspired. That. Telling y'all no, mm-hmm. just got inspired mm-hmm. with a thought. My Mm -hmm. thought process Mm -hmm. is uh, the Neo soul movement came heavily, right? Cause that was like, if you look at native, the native tongues and all that space, right, it Mm -hmm. it was a follow up, right. But that was in the hip hop side without credit, what gets underrated is Arrested Development, right? Mm because really a lot of everything that came from the Neo soul movement was a lot of elements that lived in what Arrested Development was doing and kind of just bloomed Mm -hmm. after that space. But to even,
0: me. to even take it further, I do see Arrested Development being the migration of the native tongues, because
2: mm-hmm.
0: the native tongues I as a unit, that. they all were kind of like along that, but it was kind of leaning more heavy on jazz. And then as it got a little bit older, you know, I think Native Tongues spun off to become Arrested Development. Arrested Development ignited that spark which what we have now is neo soul because you can't take it from them because Mm -hmm. they were hitting a lot of them chords that we now know and love through neo soul Mm -hmm. and everything yep yep
1: i'll give you that do you appreciate
3: appreciate some artists more for their like like do you judge artists by by their
2: pen from time to time
1: you mean like by their writing yes I knew that
2: question was coming.
1: I mean, I am, (laughs) I, I, I wouldn't say judge because I, I just try not to judge kind of like period, but I would say, can I, you know, can I appreciate, yeah, the lyrics behind something. So I think for me, listening to music has like a three-step process. First, the beat has to catch me or else I'm going to probably skip it over. And that's a shame, but like, that's just, it just is what it is. Um, So, once I love the beat, you know, I'm stuck in that for probably the first three times I listen. And then after that, I'm listening for, you know, okay, well, what did they say? Let me make sure I really, really like the song. And that's when it just enhances everything because as a writer, you know that process also. And, you know, artists talk about really deeply personal things. So, when you share that, I know it's therapeutic, it's like church for me sometimes, and I know while our all, all artists are not the same, I know that there's a reason that they're saying it for more than just themselves. And so yeah, I can appreciate like wow, you said that out loud, and then you shared that, and then you're just gonna let it be out in the ether, you know? So yeah, I would say just a lot of appreciation.
3: It sounds like the vulnerability is it's the vulnerability for you. Like when, when you can yes, hear somebody yes. really kind of tapping into their soul um, and, ble- and really yes. bleeding with that, right? If You can like before I wrote one of the things that I, I was told was uh, before I wrote my book, one of the things I was told is, "Hey, are you prepared?" There's to a book bleed? right here, right? That, yes, that. Yeah, book I, need right to-
1: <laughs> I need. I need to be purchasing. Okay. <laughs>
3: Thank you. Okay. Yes, day by day, volume one, the willing, available everywhere. Um, but. I was All right. so in the process. So each of my poems has like a little introductory paragraph that kind of explains it. And w- when I was in the process of writing mm-hmm. that part, the poetry came easy. The introductory part where you explain stuff was a little bit more thought out. Like I, I really got to say where this came from. And when I said I was going to do it, one of my mm. homies was like, "He was like, so are you are you ready to bleed?" I was like, "Huh?" He was like, "Yeah, you got to mm. bleed through that. You you got to tell them. You got to dig in." And I was like, hmm?
1: "Okay, right. we're, doing right. <laughs> we're doing this." I don't want right. to. I just want them to either get it. I don't I don't want to explain. Right. right.
3: Like, that's that's where you got to face yourself. Mm. Like, the art was kind of like, the, the poem was the easy part. I'm just going to put this out. I can just say it. I can convey it. But when I got to break it down, right. like, oh, whoa, hold up, You know, so.
1: Yeah, I can't yeah. imagine actually telling someone where I was coming from because the art is the way, is a veil. I want it to be veiled. I want you to take it however you take it but if you know on that particular day that it was like a really tough depressing desperate day and out of that came this that's way more vulnerable so i i you know tip my hat to you if you actually explain and it depends on how you explain it so when i buy i will see it but i just can't imagine what that was like to say well let me take you through where i was coming from
3: So let me ask you this with that said, were there any parts of your book when you were writing that like people would come back and you get feedback? And, you know, and I'm sure you love all your work, but you look at it like that was the one because I didn't think that that would be the one that hit you. And like, it's almost like, wait, what? like Were there any moments like Hmm.
1: that? Let me think. You know, I would say there's like certain lines that would hit people that for me, that was like surface level line. But for them, it was really deep. And then my deep stuff, I'm like, but you ain't, how how you miss that part? Like, that was the crux of the point right there. So maybe stuff like that. But I think what I like about poetry and just art, period, is that the interpreter gets to, I guess, ingest it the way that they do. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I appreciate all of the feedback, but it is interesting to see what someone was more drawn to. And then I love the
3: conversation that happens like after that. So fun fact, which I probably wouldn't have said this publicly, but I will, because this is a good conversation. Um, As a part of my process that made me separate what I would do for an ebook and an audio book and releasing, like almost making sure that things were Mm. paced out because I wanted the first time that people read my words, you read my words. You, or you or excuse me, you read those words. You don't hear my voice saying um, you don't like I didn't I didn't want it to be taken that way. Now I'm almost a quarter into mm. the time frame, so then it's time to kind of hear my words behind it or something like that. But like like because I didn't whereas I might gave the point in the book, I wanted people to interpret it and feel how you feel. And then just take mm-hmm. that with and walk away with it. So I definitely get that mm-hmm.
2: feeling. Well, Who yeah,
3: are some I of your favorite artists?
1: Of... Like writers
3: or some of your favorite writers
1: you know this is going to sound i don't know how it's going to sound i stray away from other people's poetry when i'm in my own writing process yeah but when i'm outside of it i can appreciate like a maya and angelou um and there's some like other instagram writers who yeah i'm drawn to but it's funny I, i don't want the influence and so Um, I know one other person, he actually, um, you know, passed away some time ago, but one other person actually understood the reason why you don't want to read other people's stuff while trying to like create. And so in one way, I'm like kind of apologizing. And then I'm like, no, I'm not, I just want to kind of keep my own style. Um, but as far as like, because non poetic authors, yeah, I mean. I'll read an Eric Jerome Dickey, you know, a Terry McMillan. Um, I read like psychology books and like, you know, self-help, all of that good stuff. So I would say if it's like not poetry, yeah, you know, I have a list there. But if it is poetry, I'm just like, no, maybe I'll read that once I'm not in my own, you know, creative space. Just so I'm not picking up on other people's stuff, you know, like on an energetic level.
3: So, um, I actually learned that just because that comes to me from music. Missy Elliott does not listen to other music when she creates. That's which mm-hmm. all, if you when if you ever think about how Miss how creative Missy is, her music never sounds like anything that that's out. It always has her. Exactly. It never sounds, mm-hmm. but that's very purposely. She'll she'll listen to people outside of her correct writing space, which is why she can work with so many people. But when she's creating,
2: mm-hmm.
3: nah, because you know I don't want to that to seep into what I'm doing. I need my own mm-hmm. vibe, my own frequency. So Get it? Yeah, I didn't even that. know she said that, but
1: that's exact that's the exact, yeah, that's the exact reason. Right.
0: So that's how okay, hard so I'm G not alone. goes. I mean, in I'm the not
1: music. Missy, but I'm not alone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> listen, that, that well, you know, it's about when you're creative. You, yeah, you you are Missy. Why not? Listen, listen, you are in that space because it's Stay it's with all your about. Chest. <laughs> that's right. Like it's the, that that greatness within art just kind of can flow through you, Um in mm-hmm. because you're you're using the some of your experiences with your knowledge. Like, okay, so that makes me ask this question. Um, With everything that you. That you've gained from being a therapist how do you feel like that has affected what you're writing
1: Mm, you know it's like i think being a therapist actually found me as well and so it's funny how all of these things these life experiences come together but there are times where i will hear a certain person's story and that will become a poem and i'll obviously make sure that there's no identifying information or anything like that but Um, I do have a piece where I was working with a client maybe eight years ago, and she just kind of like lost like the fight in her. And that was all I needed to um, just kind of spin off because I was taking my own self through the process of how am I to help her when I really don't have anything to say? But what can I say to her right now that's going to give her this encouragement for, you know, tomorrow and a few more tomorrows, you know, and hopefully not harming herself so it's kind of like i guess seeing the humanity in other people that kind of confirms how relatable some of these pieces are and you know let's say someone is going through anxiety or depression i might say it in a certain way because i get it on like a science a scientific level but also like on just being a human and trying to do life every day with all these different challenges so i guess it just I don't know, I guess it made me like well-rounded where who approaches me, they can just, I don't know, I kind of like seep it in. I got to get it out some kind of way because people are giving me their stuff like for one hour per week. And then what do I do with it now? So I don't know if I answered your question because I kind of lost my train of thought, but yeah, just being like this vessel and trying to figure out, well, how do I organize this based on what I'm hearing from other, from others?
3: So, so A, yes, it does answer my question. So, and so here's the thing here, I guess, here's how I kind of look at it. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
3: not to go too deep, but we here now, it's just like the thought of kind of feeling that b- being empathic, right. And, and being yeah. that, that create, being in a creative space means that we are a vessel to transfer that energy, right? That whole energy doesn't yeah. die thing, but it's able to pass through us. So when you're in those moments, you, you kind of take it in and then you're able to to kind of even convey it in a way in which it allows others to make sense, like make sense of it and yeah. connect to it and
2: mm-hmm. feel that
3: they're not alone. Cause I think that's a large part of what, you know, what we do to make people feel like, Hey, listen, yeah. it's not just me. You know, you know, I mm-hmm. tell people, I've told people often, my story is not unique. It's just the fact that I had, I told it. I said, yes. you know, so, and I think that that's what you kind of do make available for many people because of what you're able to take in.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, I've had a couple of clients um who have wanted to purchase the book and it's been helpful for them. And so while that's vulnerable for me because now they're seeing me in a different light, I'm just like, OK, well, this is me, the person, you know, and hopefully it helps. And so um, one client read it like right away, just like front to back and gave me all this feedback. And, you know, it didn't change our therapeutic relationship. It just made her, I guess, understand, even though she knew I was real the whole time, like how real I am. So, you know, at first that made me a little hesitant, like you want to what? And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Mm -hmm. But yeah, transmuting other people's pain and trying to describe it on the outside of their body, I have to do that on a daily basis anyway. So I guess, you know, kind of bringing it full circle, um. It's just another way that I am like channeling pain and also joy and love and all of that, just putting it in this compilation.
3: I assume that helps you, that helps prevent you from holding on to it. Right. Cause you, you take in yes. so much. So it, it becomes your own, mm-hmm. it, it, is
1: writing your therapy?
3: Would you consider that?
1: Um, one of many therapies along with, you know, working out and listening to music and just even energy protection so um I don't have time to day, today to get into it, but even having certain like I work with crystals and I work with aromatherapy so that my energy and my aura is is not carrying like the 20 people that I see per week you know just mm-hmm. making sure it's off of me because I do have that empathic nature where I'm more of a dotted line than a solid line so i'm i'm very I'm pretty permeable to people's stuff. And with me knowing that, that means I need even more protection so that I'm not carrying that when I'm trying to, let's say, parent my son or do therapy with the next person in the next hour. You imagine if I didn't know how to do that, I would be like upset and then seeing the next person with a frown face like it just wouldn't work. So, um, yeah, that's one thing I've learned over these years is how important energy protection is since I'm that kind of like spirit.
3: It's it's interesting that you say that because like I can mm-hmm. be very similar in ways and people don't, like it says it sounds harsh what I'm about to say but it's just the truth and how I process a lot of information. Um, mm-hmm. I can connect to people or people can feel connected in moments because I can you know I can understand. I can't always allow mm-hmm. myself to care, right? So I, and mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. sounds harsh when you say that. Like I understand, but I don't care because. I Me mean, understanding, I and mean, all people need is understanding. Most of the time, they need you to understand enough that they, that you can kind of convey the message out and help them see it clearly. But if I care, that means I'm invested. Mm-hmm. I can't be invested that much because it's not my problem. Like I can't, like, I can't hold on to that. So, I can't always care. Yeah. But you can feel like I care because I, I I understood enough to you know be able to express. But you know,
1: well
0: so that's I what remember this yeah. conversation.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so Yo, I'll mean? give you guys this. Um, I someone gave me this and I'll kind of give it because it's definitely for free. You can care but not carry. Okay. And so that's mm-hmm. how I'm approaching the people like yeah, I care right now deeply. But when this session is over, I'm not going to carry it. It's not mine. It's not my work to do. And so,
2: hmm.
1: yeah, maybe that sounds a little better. I mean, I'm not saying change your language, but I'm just saying. I'm
3: sorry, no. Oh no, it definitely sounds better. I just like to be shocking. I want the people to be like, "Oh wait, no,
1: I'm just <laughs> yeah, it. Like, I don't even care wha- about wha- you wha- now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, press on. I <laughs>
3: mean, listen, I can care about you, okay, as a human being, you know, general template, okay. <laughs> but, right. But as far as there's levels to that, yeah, that's that's what's up, like you know. I, I want you to be alive. I want you to, 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 to be be good energy in the atmosphere so they don't come back and affect me in a negative mm-hmm. way. Uh, so I need you to have that good energy. Yeah, but it stopped here. <laughs> it, right. I mean, their yeah. their lines. Uh, listen, even they had to put up a whole light in the sky to get Batman to come out. Okay, he wasn't just like mm-hmm. he wasn't for everybody. <laughs> there were always a disclaimer.
2: True. Okay? Mm-hmm.
3: He He would mm-hmm. kick that the day that's after Batman Day. <laughs>
2: just saying. That's a fact. He, he, <laughs> he, he would,
3: would, right? right? Yeah, gotta put the put the light up in the sky.
0: <laughs> so LJ, uh, what was you about to say? G,
3: I, I do I I do have two quick more questions because I know where you about to go Tuck, but real mm-hmm. quick, uh, um, A, is there a favorite piece that you wrote that's in the book? Like, do you have one that's like, okay, this was my favorite one?
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. uh There are three, and I think they're my favorites because I have done them so much that. It's almost like an actor that's learning lines, but now they are the lines. And so because I've done them so much, it's like, I know how to hit it a certain way, but it's, they're timeless and they're always, um, it's like always relatable. And people have come up to me with that feedback of like, wow, like this, you know, I definitely get. So yeah, I would say there are like three that I would say are my favorites for that reason and then just like with artists it's like i can't name a favorite because they're all good like that kind of thing
3: so are you gonna give us one of the favorites though like you let she she got me on my seat uh, like what is it i need to know like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you want me to read one or you want me to perform one
3: no you know you don't have to do all that you, you you're you're welcome okay. to okay well
0: oh, because
1: he's okay, gonna I, perform I like, a poem like, at the end of this <laughs>
3: Yeah, oh, I didn't he,
0: know that he he performs at, at the end of every broadcast. He takes the topics wow. we talked about and he just goes off the dome for about a minute or two. So, so yeah, he's going to perform. So if you want to read something to
2: perform, please feel free.
1: Oh geez. Okay. Um, it used to be called, how are you? But it now in the book is called a, a half, half-empty greeting. Um, This one I would explain. So, you know how, you know, we're walking past people and we're just throwing out these surface-level greetings like, oh, hey, how are you? And you know that person has already passed you before you've actually answered because they don't really care what you're about to say. They are just giving it as like a, like a hello, basically. So, With this, I'm imagining that I'm talking to someone that I actually just, like a stranger though. And I'm saying to them how I'm actually doing. And I'm keeping them for at least like, you know, three or four minutes. And so that's like the the explanation of it. Now I'm gonna make sure that I have all the words, but I basically know it by heart. Hold on, I'm just gonna find it. Oh. Why I have a table of contents now? Come on now. Okay, let's see.
3: Side note: While she does that, that hurt my feelings.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Looking through my book to find a specific poem and feeling like I should just know where this is at. (laughs) uh, Right,
1: right. You like? (laughs) No, I know it, but I just wanted to like. I feel like because it's been a while, I just wanted to make sure I had it as like a little like like reference. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. Okay. How are you? I'm fine in you. I'm good, who cares, not you. One word can't describe how I'm doing, so I'll define it to our ruin your expectations of a short reply. I'm anxious. I'm anxious to know what it's going to be, who it's going to be, and am I going to be happy with that, and when is that going to be? I'm frustrated. Frustrated with if. Dying to move to the land of is and is not. Seems light years away these days. My rocket's losing gas, gushing out fast, need to patch that up before I crash, land on maybe. I'm afraid. Afraid of losing half of me. Twenty-three chromosomes that gave me these eyes, this tenacity, the sweetheart in me, struggling constantly with inevitability. She holds my sanity and when she can't, who got me? I'm sure you gotta go by now. Thought I would fake it again somehow, but I'm tired. I'm tired of plastering this smile. This veneer is losing its luster, can't muster up enough sheen to slip to a better state of mind. But yeah, I'm fine, and you? I'm good, who cares? Not you. Can took a vacation. Sublet it to can't. Therefore, I can't brush it off, my bristles are worn. Can't snap out of it, my fingers are torn on Hope's jagged edge. See, this is where I live right now, looking over the hedge, wondering if it's true that over there's a brighter hue. I'm slipping, slipping on the buttons of life's Etch-a-Sketch straight lines supposed to be easy right not without light wait almost got it mm, hit another bump shook my whole thing up so here i am at the lines once again ready to dash out the blocks my sneaks got stolen i'm, work- I'm working with socks holes in those Squinting to see my lane is starting to rain this could get tricky like bambi's try at ice wasn't pretty But I'm trying, trying to find my niche in a life with occupied corners. Middle of the floor isn't fun without someone to dance with. To love, laugh, live, life. So I'm living, never giving up. Just gets tough to brave the cold when I just told myself to shed some layers. Let the sun touch my soul. I need relief. If relief were fresh air, my window would be painted open forever. No matter the weather, things must get better. They always do. Patience is a virtue. Never been more true. You picked the wrong one today, weren't prepared for what I had to say and I'm fresh out of sugar. Got too heavy, price became too hefty. Now F it was on sale displayed right next to TMI, so I apologize if I'm wasting your time. Took the other pill for a change so I wasn't able to comply with your required script. I know you ain't digging this dose of the real me. Let me slip on the cloak again and make it easy. Go ahead, repeat, I'm ready. How are you? i'm finding you i'm good who cares not you Ooh, talk about it mm. hey Dang. talk
3: about it what we doing Thank you. Listen. Mm. <laughs> random question i'm gonna make it connect in two seconds were you mm-hmm. what, what
1: position did, did you play point guard Mm-mm. too tall for that i was a backup center oh okay i i my handle came later so no i was a, like a forward center like you know blocking I shots you, posting I up i'll
3: only ask that question because you like your flow like i could hit like i get why that's your favorite as a writer outside of like though so it's it's i find it always interesting that when you write and you kind of expose how you can feel people mm-hmm. connect to the emotional side but as a writer, sometimes you be like, you ain't hear how I just, you know, like, I think of it like basketball, how I just crossed on that thing. Like, it was like a little whoop-de-whoop on that. you ain't Exactly. Like, like, the alliteration mm-hmm. was mean. I start like, you can see mm-hmm. how uh, how that, what that took to be like, oh, they're going to have to read this three times to catch what I just did. Like, like you know. <laughs> exactly. So like, yeah. That was dope. That was good.
2: Thank you.
0: So LJ, before we roll out, real quick, uh tell people where they could find you, find the book and all that good information on your socials.
1: Oh yeah. So um my author site on IG is yes, it's that whole entire um title of the book. So Evolution of a Butterfly's Truth. Yes, that's the whole tag for IG. Um and then the website is a dot And so that's where people can order the book. Um, it is also on Amazon and so yeah, it's also on Amazon as well. And so I would say, you know, through, through there and there's a contact page on the site, but then of course, you know, I can also be reached through that, that Instagram page.
0: Okay. That's what's up, man. I really, again, I want to thank you for taking time out you know, to, to sit and chat with us too. I know this is probably one of the better interviews that we had where I got to just sit back and watch G steer the helm. Because usually I'm the mouthpiece, but I knew this was a, a topic that he's intimate with and everything. Because Like I said, I'm just a reader. Like how he just explained it. I would have to read that poem a couple times to see the wordplay, the zigzag, where him being a writer... Popped into it was like, oh, 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 like you know, I'm right. You know, I'm watching. I'm watching the replay. He he watched it happen. So that's what's Mm -hmm. that. And like I said, I
1: enjoyed myself. This was awesome.
0: Yeah, (laughs) thank you, thank you, thank you. And and like I said, at the end of every broadcast, me and G does he takes the topics or if we give him a word or something, he just goes off the dome and everything like that. Uh, G, you ready for that, man?
3: Yeah. So. And, 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 I'm gonna let you pick because normally what I would do is ask you to give me like a word or something to go, or I can mm. go like in my mind, what you just did, like moments like those, and ins- poets inspire me. Like when I hear that, to like almost like a response, like, because I like, I, I don't get the co right a lot, but like I enjoy that mm-hmm. feeling of, okay, I get it, and then kind of flipping the perspective and taking it that way. So either I
2: either you give me a yeah, word, do I can just go in. yeah, do that,
1: yeah. No, okay, no, no, I no, no, no. If you're inspired, go with that because that's going to feel better for for this moment since it comes right after um, mine. No, I like this process.
2: Okay,
3: okay, cool. And side note, with that said, what I also heard you do that I noticed this and this is this ner- is ner- nerding out writing wise <laughs> after you after you concluded it, right? when you were writing it in my mind it felt like there was a point in which you said bye and then you and then it's almost like you watched like like you was walking away and then you like hold up and then you like did that last little run and like it you Mm -hmm. know me and it was almost like it reminds me of when um bands are, are are playing together and then i right, the song is technically over but now hold up let me run it right. for a second and, and that's how it sounded right. like you you just ran out. it i was like yeah like i was like okay when she wrote because you say bye technically and then you go you keep going mm-hmm. and it's like i was like uh-uh she was she was in it like you know, okay right. i could just hear it like i was like yeah that was dope okay
1: yeah but, yeah i'm sure you gotta go by now like yeah
3: yeah yeah that was that was fire all right all right so let me do my thing um G-Dash, by the way, just because it's here uh FY, so so you know, I'll probably just cut it from this, but this would be on Facebook and on IG um later today. So I'm gonna cut this this poem out and put post it up there and I'll tag you in it as well. Um with that yeah, said, so this is nice. Yeah, so 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 this is G-Dash, Fresh Off the Board and DE Podcast. Um Day by Day Volume One, the Will in the Book is out. Uh by the way, the event is next Saturday. Um funk and chill. So hit me up for tickets for that, all that cool stuff. And um, got we are boarded D E. Yeah, listen, we ready. We ready. So it's gonna be a good a good time. With that said, today's guest, we had LaShawn Janelle, uh, LJ Waters, um uh, um and you know, talking about her book and everything with that, as you can see, sc- scrolling across the bottom, right, gives you the information you need. Um, so I'm going to go with the poem based on on one of the poems from her book. All right. Um which if you don't know what it is, then you need to listen to the episode and you're going to hear it too. And then you understand what I'm talking about either way. But I, I think they'll, you'll follow me anyway. So with that said, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, hello. How are you? Okay. Oh, wow. That's how you're feeling. Uh, I know that you're telling me all this, and this is what's coming out your mouth, and I know that I'm supposed to be listening, but I'm not right now because I tend to only listen to myself while you speak your words out, and I'm only waiting for my time to speak so I can say have a nice day now, and I didn't. I didn't because I'm contemplating, wait, maybe I should really listen because maybe what you're saying is important and I should really take it in. But honestly, life isn't that complicated. Like this isn't physics. At least that's not how I speak it. That's not how I live it. That's not how I see it. So truth be told, when I asked you how you're doing into your soul, I wasn't trying to stay. I just wanted to visit. (sighs) But you're trying to make this so explicit. Why? I don't understand. I get it. I get it. I just wanted you to some tell me some bullshit. Like this is all beautiful and life is just exquisite so I can go about my day, but instead you're giving it to me in a way that I have to digest it. And I'm like, okay, wait, how do I respond? Now I'm thinking, hmm, because she's probably going to ask me how I'm doing. And if I'm too real, then she's going to understand that I wasn't even listening to how she's doing. And whose burden it's supposed to give who? I don't really get how that's supposed to move. So let me just act like I'm in my groove and smile like I'm not confused. And she told me how she's doing because I probably could offer a helping hand or two. But I got places to be. And she already taken up a minute or three. And I get it. When I ask you how you're doing, it's not supposed to be about me. But obviously, it's always about me. So what do you want me to do? Okay. I get it. I'm supposed to care about you. I'm supposed to care about what you're going through because humanity says that, you know, we have to be giving of ourselves for a second or two. But she took up three. Three of mine. And I get it. I'm supposed to just act like, "Ah, I can see that she's having a hard time and Maybe I can say I can offer my thoughts and prayers knowing I won't pray for her, not this time, knowing that I can't think about it after this time, knowing that after this second is spent. Oh, okay, I get it. I'm wrong for this. <laughs> right? That was my fault. I'm being ignorant if I'm honest about how I received this experience. Uh, okay. Maybe I should say, no, that's not TMI for me. I'd rather listen to random folks' business and be just as deep from watching TMZ. Hmm, it's funny how that can happen easily because I can watch somebody who I actually take the time to meet and take the time to speak and not think that deep about what they go through, but spend all my time caring about a celebrity. That, that's a call back to a Tuck rant that y'all could see a, a couple of days ago if you missed it coming from me. Either way, okay, you'll appreciate where I'm taking this right now. So when I ask you how you're doing, I got to ask myself, do I care about what's going to come out your mouth?
2: Whew, mm. yeah.
1: Well, that was talent. I'm just digesting mm. all of that. That's crazy. High five! Good. High five! High five! five! I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on my. I'm not good on my toes like that. mm-mm. And if I had a pen, you know, like poetry community, you throw pens. You just, you know, that's your show of appreciation. That's crazy. Yeah, that was great. Thank you.
3: Uh, so. Well, I was inspired by it because I was like, I listened, and when I listened, I was like, "Oh, so hey, when when great art always inspires me, anyway." So that was just dope. And then I started to, I, I was like, "Okay, when I start going, it's like, how can I? I, I want to respond." Now I don't know. So to be completely honest, I tell people all the time, I don't know. I'll have ideas of what I'm going to pull out when I when I do it. So I listen to you, and I'm and it's like my mind bullet points, and I start to talk, and all that goes away. Like whitewash just like okay Mm -hmm. now you're here and you just start and now i'm Mm -hmm. in it and i don't know how i'm gonna get out i'm just i'm just conveying so it was like the response of how somebody responds to that internally the same way that you gave that internal thing you know like and it was like Mm -hmm. okay yeah like so yeah that was that's where that goes And, and it calls back like to by the way if in case anybody has missed it tuck has done tuck does these rants okay so um I, I don't remember what I said. I know I, what, what, what was the rant that you did? I, Cause I know i called to it, but now I don't remember what I said. Oh, you're talking
0: about the one where I said, uh, people be knowing more about celebrities than they know about people in their own family.
3: Right. That's where that mm-hmm. whole thing came from. I like, I, I like I, when I'm done, when I'm you done, the poem, I don't remember. It. I, I don't remember. It. I just know I called back to his rant. <laughs> then, yeah. So yeah, that's why it just all tied in, in that moment. Uh, that was interesting.
0: That was dope though, man, you know, no, I'm a fan and LJ, we definitely got to get copies of your book and everything. Cause, uh, I'm dying to dig into it, but as G said, you know, books available everywhere, you know, Mm -hmm. and I know he's sitting there like this brother actually keeps it by his desk.
3: Oh, no, I peeped it. When I was over (laughs) there last time, time. I said, yep, that's
1: that's where it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. Supposed to be in your hand. Yeah. You got to stay ready.
0: Cause I know y'all created, but every now and then when I'm sitting here working on some music or working on something, I said, you know, I have to give my eyes a rest, especially when I'm doing some graphics or some coding. So I'll sit back and what I'll do, I'll thumb through the book and I'll see something. Then I'll go back to the beginning of it and I'll start reading. And I'm like, oh man, that, that,
3: that young boy, deep, that young boy, good.
1: <laughs> that boy, good.
3: <laughs> so, so. LaShawn, Le- you'll appreciate this because that took me a while. So when people, people purchase the book, they read poems like separately. Like they don't
2: like mm-hmm.
3: they do what he just said is what they do. And in my mind, when I was writing the book, people would read it straight through and they would that's how they would that's how it would be digested. That's and what man, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, was not I the wrong.
1: Case. It's literally not the case. Yeah.
3: I think
0: I, I didn't think those know of that, us, that was gonna happen. Those of us that you know read you guys work yeah, we're guilty. We'll, we'll thumb through it and everything like that. But then we'll come across an entry in the book that'll make us like, you know what? I need to start this from the beginning because I didn't hop mm-hmm. in the middle of this movie. I need to, I need to know mm-hmm. how we got here. You know, mm-hmm. like, like I look at, you know, reading a book to me is like watching a film, watching a movie, hearing the story. If I just hop in the middle of the story, how did I, how did these people get here? I need to double back right. and read the beginning of the book. But yeah, when I first got it, you know, the first thing I'm doing is flipping through it and oh, okay. Oh, that's deep. That's deep. But then when you get time to go back and you go through it as the way you planned it for us, it opens up a whole bunch of new avenues. And as plus like for those of us that aren't, you know, word poets or anything like that, it pays for us to go back and re read some things. Cause I might mm-hmm. interpret it one way off my first reading. Then the second time, if I'm going through everything fully, the second time I read it, it's like, oh, I missed that. That's that's dope.
2: That's oh, dope. yeah.
0: It's almost like yeah. how some people go watch the same movie over and over and still pick out new shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Right.
3: Well, or are such an album. That's what it is. That's, that's, yeah. like, yes. Yes. It's an album. Like we 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 we, we write yes. this thing. Like I, I kept telling myself that it's not music. So you know, it's this is a book, right? This is so there's certain subtle differences. But the way people digest mm-hmm. it is the same. <laughs> like like this,
1: yes, like, this is, like, yeah, and attention span is different, also. Um, so I think all of those things come come into play. Um, yeah, I've definitely like other people's books. I might just say, okay, where like kind of do it like a. Um, Like a game, like, okay, let me page through and see where I land and see if it catches me. And so, I, you know, I can see both sides of that.
0: Oh, that's what's up. But this has been a dope interview. Again, thank you for coming out and hanging hanging out here at Borden DE. And we're about to go ahead and sign off now. So from me, Tuck, Jarrell. We appreciate and love you guys. Make sure you follow the site, BordenDE.com. We're on social media as BordenDE. And until next time, welcome to season three.
1: All right. Thank you.